Okay. Yeah. So what do we want to call the pod? Um, and noodles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nomulus and Remus. <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Really close on a lot of these. We're getting, we're zeroing in. A target is almost acquired. New decade, (laughs) new Oscar nominations. (laughs) New noms, who dis? (laughs) All right, we did it. We found it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I'm just gonna start. Yeah. We've wasted too much time. Hey everyone. This is Show Me the Movie Podcast. I'm Jess, and my co-host is... Right over here, Matt. It's Matt. It's episode 52. New noms, who dis? We, uh... <laughs> we, it's not our finest work, but, you know, we're trying. He's trying. It's our finest work. It's our finest work out of uh, the choices that led to new noms, who dis, which are best left unrepeated uh today we are going to be talking about the oscar nominations for the 2020 academy awards i'm ready matt are you ready i'm so ready hey we have to we have to mention our our podcast today is sponsored by skype skype updates (laughs) every 50 minutes and each update has slightly worse functionality skype the amount of time it takes us to prepare to connect for a podcast is longer than our podcast often Skype is the worst free thing. I'm honestly surprised we're podcasting and hadn't given up. I was ready to just be like, all right, have a good rest of your weekend. I was going to record my my half of the podcast in a clay tablet and send it to you <laughs> on, a, on a mule, but we got Skype working at the last second. Every year when another Oscars rolls around, it's a time of reflection, and last year um, was garbage. So I think this year, new new de- new noms, new decade, better. It's a better year this year, and I'm much more excited. I feel like 2019 was far superior than 2018 in terms of the movies that came out, and particularly the movies that were recognized at the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. I, so I agree. for reference, last year Green Book won Best Picture, and the most awards went to Bohemian Rhapsody. But the Bohemian Rhapsody only won four total awards so that tells you that there was a lot of parody last year and it just because there wasn't anything that was like particularly stand out was last year the one that had the uh fish fish sticks movie no or was that two years ago no that was two years ago because the fish, oh and that one best picture fish, yeah fish sticks one <laughs> yeah yeah it's been a rough couple years yeah. um the only the only way that uh that we could continue this trend of terrible movies winning is if uh Joker or maybe the Irishman one. So we'll, we'll see. Well, before we get you know into the whole list of of movies, I have some trivia for you to ask oh, you. Great. Yeah. Okay. So, so my first question is, what do you think this year's most nominated film is, or do you just know? Uh, wasn't it Joker? It is Joker. Yeah. So Joker yeah. leads the way with eleven nominations, and then That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and 1917 are tied in second with 10. There are some front runners. Whereas last year, I don't think that this was the case. Like, I, I think it was just, there weren't, nobody had more than like five or six nominations, I don't think. Joker deserves the, the Oscar for most laughing. And then after that, I think it falls off a little bit for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a category, right? 
this yeah, year? Yeah, most laughing. Uh, uh, yeah. My, my second trivia question for you is, which is actually, this is kind of an unfair question, but what is, or unanswerable question, or highest grossing nominated film is this year? That seems like a completely answerable question. Well, let um, me tell you why it's not. Well, it is answerable. One, one that you don't think I would be able to answer? No. I mean, there's an answer to this, right? Well, there is an answer, but... Oh, Net- almost, Netflix messes that yeah, up. Yeah, almost half the yeah. movies that were nominated don't have box office estimates because they came out on Netflix, yeah. Well, didn't only two of them? Wasn't it just The Irishman and Marriage Story? Yeah, there are a few others. Um, oh, actually... Irish- oh, you're talking about Best Picture? Well, no, I'm just talking about nominations. The Irishman also was oh. tied with 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for 10 nominations. But, yeah, so that's okay. a lot. And then Marriage Story has six. And then there are a few others. One one particular that I loved that we can talk about in a little bit, The Two Popes, that had three nominations. But Those there's Popes. a whole bunch of others that had one nomination. Um but yeah, so I mean, it doesn't. There is an answer to the box office estimate, but Netflix does kind of screw it up. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So uh, I would say then probably uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, Joker. It's got to be Joker. It's Avengers Endgame. Oh, I thought you meant of. Sorry, again, I was still thinking of Best Picture. Oh Straight yeah, sorry. Some stupid message on my screen, so I was distracted. Um, I'm yeah. gonna be impressed if you don't destroy your computer by the end of this podcast. Yeah, it's gonna get some kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. I watched that recently, and I will tell you about halfway through that movie, I started reading a book, <laughs> <laughs> and I kept the movie on, but I just was reading a book while I was watching it, and I missed. I wouldn't say I missed anything. It was the only. It was the second longest movie I saw this year after The Irishman. Yeah, it was. Only nominated for Best Visual Effects, and I think that's sort of just like uh, it has to be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, that's the last one so of the bad. Avengers, though, right? Oh, God, I hope so. Yeah. I, I doubt it. I mean, I don't think Marvel's going to be like, oh, man, that makes a ton of money. Let's not make any more because we have any kind of like devotion to anything other than making tons of money. But we'll see. Yeah. They do have, like, a whole bunch of new, um, younger superheroes that it, they'll probably do, like, a reboot of, or just, like, the next iteration or evolution of Avengers. Yeah. Um, That's not what we're here for yeah, today. They'll spin off forever. Yeah. Uh, when are the, uh, oh, the, the Oscars are coming up kind of soon, huh? January well, 13th? Man, oh, wait, no. It says nominees. Oh, the, nominee, <laughs> the nominees were announced on January 13th. Yes, it's February. When do they happen? Okay, here we go. After more than a decade of holding the Academy Awards ceremonies in at least late February, the 92nd Academy Awards will be held earlier, February 9th. The Academy Awards are next weekend. Oh, holy crap. All right, and well. And there's no host. So last year there was no host, and this year there's no host again. They just, like, can't find a host that isn't sexist, racist, or homophobic. The, the nominees... The nominees were announced by uh, John Cho and Issa Rae, and I feel like they should just do it. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I think they're just John like, Cho nobody great. wants to do it. I spent a very nice afternoon with John Cho once. Did oh, I ever yeah. tell you that? No. Yeah. yeah. What? Um, I mean, he was just nice. Uh, he, he was at a, he was like doing a thing at a place where I worked, and uh, he was wearing a suit and sneakers. Hmm. So I've seen. Well, what are we? What's what's the? What are we doing in this podcast? Do you want our favorites, like best picture, best director, all the acting, and then maybe like a little cinematography and editing? 
Sure. So do you want to do, do top down or bottom up? <laughs> Let's go bottom up. I haven't oh. even looked at. I, I've only looked at the best picture and best director. Okay. Uh, well, let's, so, let's start with some acting because I don't actually have this. This is like a I have like a weird sort of approach to the Academy Awards this year. So I don't really care a ton about the acting awards, but I think that the directing this year is a reflection of how they direct, like specifically how they directed their actors. So like all the acting was great, but I don't really credit the actors i credit the directors in my favorite movies of this year does that make sense yeah that definitely applies to 1917 right um, and parasite maybe but i don't know i mean i don't think that anyone has any control over joaquin phoenix and then i also think like martin scorsese uh always works with you know like these people that are just they just kind of like they're not even really acting like i don't know that al pacino is not just Al Pacino is is the guy that he's he's just this like yeah greasy greasy weirdo. Well, and uh, okay, so with that in mind, let's just go into the actors then and actresses. Sure. Okay. So so for best actor, the nominations are Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, which I haven't seen. I don't think you've seen that either. No, no one has. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of pointless, but whatever. Leo DC, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, and Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. So the only I haven't seen Joker. Um, I'm, I apologize. I guess I don't really have like a ton of interest. I, I will. I would like to see it, but there's just you would not like to see it. Yeah. Okay. I finally I finally saw it, and it's just empty. Yeah, I don't really. I'm, I mean, I just like people are so fascinated with this type of character, but it's just like a disenchanted white guy. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's, that's so not interesting when, to me anymore. Yeah. When like, all that taxi controversy driver was started made. about it. Yeah. It, it's very taxi driver. When all that controversy started, I was, I was kind of like, yeah, the movie might be good and it might not be good, but like, it's probably just not, not fair to just be like, Oh, he's a, you know, like, it's just a movie. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And then I watched it and I was like, no, that really just was not not a good everything. It was just stupid. And then all the stuff that Todd Phillips said about it was just stupid. He's like, you can't make comedies anymore. And it's like, well, everyone else is managing to do it. Right. So yeah. if you can't, then that's that's your that's your issue. Sounds like a your issue, Todd Phillips. So that's your issue. But all that being said, I'm pretty sure that like uh, Joaquin Phoenix is the total front runner, right? Yeah, I would think so. And he, I mean, he certainly worked harder than anyone else. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, well, he was kicking a dumpster. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying we should be giving out Oscars for like, you know, (laughs) kicking a dumpster the hardest, but Leonardo DiCaprio did get an Oscar for being a vegetarian who ate raw, raw meat. So, um, but Leonardo DiCaprio didn't really have to work at all for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I feel like it's just too easy for him. Like, he's fantastic, but like it just doesn't too, even... He's too good at acting? He's so good at acting that he just, just shows up and does it, and it's fantastic. Oh, my and, God. Um, I don't know. I, no one saw Pain and Glory, so no one knows. Uh, Adam Driver was good in Marriage Story, but he's good. just so... Adam Driver, his face is so... His face is so specifically his face that I feel like you can't really ever feel like you're not watching Adam Driver. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't, I don't I don't really have oh, an issue so. with 
Adam Driver's face. I mean, I, I read a thing that was like, if Adam Driver was checking you out at a CVS, would you notice anything about him? Or is it just because he's famous? Well, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I find Adam Driver to just be, like, a good actor. Like, I I find him to be attractive, which is, I know, uh, controversial. But, like, I'm not distracted by his features, I guess. Yeah, I am. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, yeah. I think Adam Driver did a wonderful job in Marriage Story. However, this is, like, one of the examples where I kind of credit the director for, like, basically pouring their entire effort into navigating their characters. So, like, whatever Adam Driver did, I give him credit for it, but I give much, much more credit to Noah Baumbach for his performance. So I just feel like, I just don't feel like Adam Driver, well, first of all, he didn't really do enough to get a Best Actor award, and second, I just, like, don't credit him for it. His acting and Leonardo DiCaprio's acting were my two most favorite actings to watch. But Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, I mean, we should just agree. Joaquin Phoenix gets the Oscar for not no one being able to probably control him. Right. I mean, like, I don't think anyone in in um, in Gladiator was like, be probably a pedophile. I think he's just like, I'm going to be probably a pedophile in this movie. I'm going to make it seem like I'm almost definitely a pedophile, but but there's going to be no evidence that I'm a pedophile. Like the same thing in Joker is just like, I don't imagine that. I don't imagine that anyone told him like, hey, can you lose 90 pounds by next week? And then laugh, laugh maniacally for 75 percent of the movie. I assume like a lot of those were his choices. So he directed himself. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix unfortunately wins. He did the most work, weird, which like turned out to not be a great product, but he did a lot of work to produce it. Yeah, the movie was completely stupid. And I'm also confused about how um, uh, DC is making like parallel. They're making Joker movies and they're making um, Harley Quinn movies, but the movies can't ever they can't ever come together because they're it would be like um like SpongeBob and like um and like like snuff porn like oh we're going to they're going to they're going to eventually meet up because they're in the same universe like they just can't they can't ever come together so haven't they already come together <laughs> what weren't they in the suicide squad together yeah, but but it's a different Joker now, and it's a different Joker story, and a different Joker. Yeah, but they do act. that shit all the time. But also, I'm just I don't saying think they like, give a shit they, at they, all about details. Yeah, I'm just saying Joaquin Phoenix can't be in a in a Suicide Squad movie, and because the the style there's completely different styles. Suicide Squad is like a right, 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 right. It's like a comedy ensemble thing, and so and they had Jared Leto doing the Joker in that. And now they have a different Joker, and they're still making Suicide Squad adjacent movies, but they can never, like, fuck Marvel. But I will say that they really uh, have a a united front, um, a nice uniform pastiche, yeah, if you will. All the movies that are made are, have the similar have a similar feel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Correct. And they they weave in and out, but yeah. yeah, Joker is not. I mean, Todd Phillips said he was not planning on making another one but i think now he is because everyone's like stroking his stupid ego um but oh man wedding crashers that's a good movie yeah it was yeah. although rewatchable re- rewatchability is lower than you might expect 
Or not Wedding yeah. Crashers, actually. Wedding Crashers is pretty good. I mean, yeah. The, the hangover, hangover is not. He's he's probably not wrong that people would be upset with Wedding Crashers now. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, things change. People yeah, would be upset with yeah. the birth of a nation now, too. It doesn't yeah. mean you should make another one. Yeah. Celebrating slavery. So get over it, bro. All right. Let's do Best Supporting Actor. Um, yeah. Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, Al Pacino, The Irishman, Joe Pesci, The Irishman, Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have no idea if there's a front runner. I assume it's Tom Hanks. I'm also surprised. Yeah. I didn't see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but I thought he was the lead. Apparently not. Oh, is it more the guy from The Americans? Must be. Oh, yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he's <laughs> great. He's so Welsh. He's He's just so Welsh. Um, I, I haven't seen A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I did see the the um, Mr. Rogers documentary last year, but I would say just give it to Tom Hanks because he's so lovable. Yeah, um, I know. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci were super just themselves in uh, The Irishman, like almost frustratingly so that they get to keep playing the same exact characters over and over um, or some slight variation. And their faces were like, de-aged for most of the movie so it was yes, really weird confusing I, I mean i've seen the two popes and it was one of the coolest movies i've seen in a long oh, time really i loved yeah. it i mean i think it was a little bit unfair like the premise is the transition of when pope benedict retired or stepped down and um pope francis came in and it was sort of like a just about that transition, but much more about the relationship between the two of them. They're very different priests. It's not they're more than priests, but Pope, two popes, two different two popes. Different, we got two, two different religious two legislators. They're different, and yeah, it's sort of us. just about about their relationship. And it was very it was like a very delicate movie, and it was very much acting folk like it was just Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins doing their thing for two hours and it was amazing uh I think Anthony Hopkins didn't I mean of course Jonathan Price is nominated for best actor and it goes to show that he had he is the main character of the of the movie but Anthony Hopkins was fucking incredible like his job is to play a pope who had to resign because he defended pederasts that was what he did man and he has to be like papal about it, and he fucking did it. It was so good. He was papal about it. It was so papal. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I should watch the two popes. Is it I, on a thing? Is it a streaming? It's a streaming thing, right? It's on Netflix. It was. It was very, very good. Uh, the director is. Dos, dos popes. <laughs> dos popes. Dos popes. Fernando Morelis. He did. Da, 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 da. Marielis. He did City of God, so and the Constant Gardener, <laughs> Blindness. So he's like very oh, attuned to like he's a delicate he's a delicate director. Yeah. But I thought the two popes was more compelling than um obviously the Constant Gardener and Blindness. I mean City of God was I pretty like so. foot on the pedal. Yeah, but that was legit. But yeah. it was very it's just extremely well made and the acting was super. Okay, okay. Um, those popes. Those popes. So maybe Check Anthony it out. Hopkins, but yeah, yeah I just want to see Tom Hanks up there with yeah, his yeah. sable beauty. I'd be surprised if Anthony Hopkins won. I just think that like I'm at least I'm happy that both of them were nominated, Jonathan Price and and Anthony Hopkins. Brad. Uh-huh. Always a bridesmaid, uh-huh. never a bride, but he's the hottest bridesmaid, so that's he's nice. A 
He's a looker. That ending of that movie, boy. Once upon a time in Hollywood. A plus Fantastic. plus. Should be an Oscar for best ending. Well, that can kind of lead us into um, best original screenplay, and then we'll go over to the actresses. So I think right. I think that best original screenplay this year is such an incredible slate. Like every single one of these movies is awesome. Knives Out, yeah. Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And like I would be happy with pretty much any of them. Yeah, it would make no sense if 1917 won because there's almost no dialogue and almost no story. Yeah, that's true. That's it's kind so of a silly what, nomination. Yeah. What I'm hearing a lot is that people like people keep mentioning that uh Christy Wilson Cairns, who's like a um a very young screenwriter, she has like no credits other than this movie. She has like one other credit, but Sam Mendes called her up and then in the screenplay they wrote that when he sticks his hand in that corpse, mm. it was the consistent part. Yeah, that was great. But it said in the screenplay that it was the corpse was the consistency of um, like camembert, which is gross and um, and descriptive. But it also like it does. I mean, it doesn't mean anything to the actual movie. Um, it's cool. It's interesting. But I just kept hearing that mentioned in different places and in, like interviews. Um, but yeah, there's no, I mean, doesn't make sense for 1917 to win a screenplay award. I haven't seen Knives Out. I've seen everything else. Uh, Parasite. Parasite should probably win, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it was great, but it was just so Quentin Tarantino. I mean, I just focus so heavily, not on just the story, but the dialogue. And I just feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had the, just like the most interesting dialogue. That's sort of, well, yeah, I mean, that's his, not how you should judge it. Intentionally yeah. unrealistic, which right. is not, it's not like, it's, he's obviously, it's not an error. It's like a, it's his style. So the question is, do you want to give Quentin Tarantino an award for like having, doing a good, once, once again, doing a good job with his style of screenwriting? Yeah. I mean, I guess from my perspective, yes. And, but also like Parasite was somehow absolutely hilarious without making you laugh out loud yeah which is it's also like, hard to know what the actual screenplay was if it was like, sure. I, like I certainly wouldn't be able to tell you if it was if the korean was well written um nor nor would anybody else but yeah you're you're obviously looking at, at how that adapts but i think theoretically people who who are voting on best screenplay should be reading the screenplay Right? Would that? Be, I mean, I'm sure they're not, but is that the case? Is I, that the idea? I think that they should because, like, when they go through the nominations, they read the actual. Yeah. So screenplay. I'm sure. Or they have like. Sure, not a lot of people are doing that. Um, I don't think I don't that people who vote really for these. Too. I don't think the Academy like sees most of these movies. No. Yeah. Someone was. I think like Brie Larson or someone was complaining about that. That like yeah, they just there should. You should have to somehow be proving that they've actually watched a movie if they're gonna or more than watched a movie that they watched all of the movies yeah, before you, voting on any category you should have to watch every single movie that's nominated yeah, it's, kind of, it's, it's kind what of it's like what 40 40 total movies like you can fucking do it you can do it or, or even like if you're gonna vote for best picture you should have to watch all of those yeah well it's the same set of people who vote for everything right yeah, but I, I don't I don't know that they have to vote. I don't know that they have to submit a vote for everything. Maybe they do, but you fucking like, should, and you f should watch them all. Jesus. Well, but I'm I'm just saying, like, if you if you don't want to watch all of the best shorts, then then maybe you shouldn't have to. 
because these are industry people, it's not like their job to vote on this. It's a, something they get to do. But I'm sure they're very busy people. So maybe if they don't want to, um, you know, just just listen to all the the songs from Best Original Song. You're giving them a lot of cr- best original song. Them a lot of credit. I don't, I'm saying that I'm sure they're not doing it, but they should be. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Be. All right. Whatever. Best actress. It's all good. Best Cynthia, actress. Cynthia Erivo uh, from Harriet from Harriet as Harriet Tubman. I I was every review I've read is that the movie is bad, like just a mess. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Cersei Ronan, Little Women, Shirley's Theron. Sersha. <laughs> Sersha rhymes with inertia. Shirley's Theron, Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Um, I've only seen Marriage Story. Oh, I'm... you haven't seen Little Women? They are so much more normal size than I. I, I was just. <laughs> They're just normal-sized women. I, was, I heard I that. The ticket booth and got my money back after. I heard that Little Women was pretty good, and I heard that Bombshell was really good. I really want to see yeah. Bombshell. I've seen. I've only seen Marriage Story and Little Women. Um, I didn't really. Scarlett Johansson cried a lot, but I didn't really. I wasn't particularly moved by her. Um, but Saoirse Ronan was just so good in Little Women. You should really watch Little Women. I would like. I'm to pretty see it. sure pretty sure that she was that she was like supposed to maybe be a lesbian but it was a little it was a little confusing i've never read the book or seen any of the previous iterations but i was talking to christine i was like was was she a lesbian and i was just confused well i feel like Um, if you closed your eyes and you like rubbed your hands on timothy chalamet's face you'd be like this is a woman (laughs) oh he's a beautiful lady yeah I mean, Timothy Chalamet. He should have been nominated for something. You would forgive. You would forgive a teenage woman and who is a lesbian who doesn't really know exactly her identity in the early 1900s, falling in love with uh, Timothy Chalamet. He's real. He's right on the line. He's a pretty. He's a pretty boy. He should have been. Should have been nominated over Al Pacino or Joe Pesci. You think so? Joe Pesci was actually really good in. Joe Pesci was like the only good part of The Irishman. But anyway, yeah. So I would say uh, Sir Sharonin. Interesting. You yeah. Went for it. Yeah, I think I think Scarlett Johansson and Leonardo DiCaprio are like similar nominees because of all the crying. Yeah. Really, crying goes a long way. Crying to, will help you to a best acting award uh, or yep. nomination at least. All right, best supporting actress: Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, well, Scarlett Johansson Pugh. was nominated for uh, Scarlett Johansson yeah. was nominated Best Actress and Supporting Actress. I wonder if that's ever happened. I didn't before. even know she was in Jojo Rabbit. Yep. I I haven't seen that. Have you seen it? I have not. I really would like to. Florence yeah, Pugh, Little good. Woman, and Margot Robbie <laughs> for <laughs> Bombshell. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Laura Dern was so, so good. Oh my god. So it's also stupid that Laura Dern was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, but Alan Alda was not. There are so many people that would have been better than she Al Pacino. She had so much more to do in uh, yeah. Marriage Story than Alan Alda. He was in it for like 15 minutes. She was in it for approximately this. Yeah, she, he was in it for he less than that. For he was in it for like five minutes. He was just like my favorite part of that movie. He was he was so he was such an adorable old man in that movie. I'm just pissed off that Al Pacino. There's just so many people that Al Pacino beat out yeah. for, and the fact that there's two, like, yeah, okay, you acted for three hours and 20 minutes. That doesn't mean you deserve a best supporting actor. Um, yeah, Laura Dern was amazing. I don't really, just generally don't really care for Scarlett Johansson's work in general. 
um Florence Pugh was pretty good, but she was like she's the Amy. She's a total Amy. Total Amy. And so that was You're a total Amy. Rough. Man, you were right about uh yeah, so I saw um Midsummer. Saw Midsummer last night and she really her face was working overtime. Not saving she it probably, for later. Yeah, she probably broke like the some of the like Screen Actors Guild uh like Ooh. union things. Like they probably have rules about how much work your face can do in, in one movie and uh it is kind Yikes. of bullshit that like a, a movie like Midsummer cannot be nominated. Like Florence Pugh's yeah. performance in Midsummer was a thousand times more impressive than what she did in Little Women. I haven't seen Little Women, but I just know because I've seen <laughs> Midsummer. <laughs> and like yeah. she was working, working for I that know. paycheck. Yeah, no, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Hollywood that would agree that like, yeah, um, there were. I mean, there were a lot of things about uh, about. Um, uh, Midsummer that probably deserved some some consideration. I mean, the lighting was epic. Yeah, I mean, I felt like Midsummer was not dissimilar to a movie like Annihilation, and I think Annihilation was it nominated for anything? I think it was, but not not much. But like, how about how about v- best film editing for uh, yeah. Midsummer? Yeah, uh-huh. it it was good. It was really good. Like, yeah, geez. Oh, man, it's amazing. Um, I mean, everything that was nominated for film editing was good. I've seen all, but oh, no, I haven't seen all of them. But um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they're deserved. But it's summer. Yeah, Midsummer was awesome. Um, Do you want to do? Okay, so we did best original screenplay, best adapted screenplay, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women and Two Popes. And I feel like this is similar. This is not as impressive to me as best original screenplay which i think the quality of the movies is lower um for adapted compared to original which is a little i don't know if that's a trend but this year like i just am much much more compelled by original screenplay compared to adapted yeah i would agree with that uh i don't i've seen i've only seen and i've seen three of the five i don't know i don't want the irishman to win anything my Um, assumption is that little women will win here Although, you know what? I started reading the book that The Irishman is based off of. And as you know, I if I start a book, I finish it. I made it about six pages into that book oh and was boy. like, oh, this is unreadable. So it's based it on like, I Heard You Paint Houses by Charles Brandt? Yeah, yeah, which is like he in, he was the guy who interviewed the guy who probably killed um, that Jimmy labor Hoffa. organizer. Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, yeah. right. So it, it was just – it was – Oh, it just is unreadable. Hmm. So in that regard, maybe whoever picked up this book and was like, I'm going to turn this into a movie deserves some credit. But no, nothing, <laughs> for the, nothing for the Irishmen. Starve them. Starve them. Smoke them out. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Jojo I mean, Rabbit, probably. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I think I think Jojo Rabbit and Little Women are probably the front runners. I, I don't know about the source material for The Two Popes, just a play called The Pope. Um but yeah, my guess would be they doubled Greta, the amount of popes. Oh yeah, from one to two, we got it. Yeah, we we loaded so them up. One hundred percent increase in pope. I will say Papel. the two popes is it's like t- any time you're making a topical film, it's like you have to weigh what you're watching as like art versus what it might like how it's reflected. The reality is actually reflected, and I think the two popes is extremely generous to the Catholic Church. Uh, in the Vatican, yeah. which is problematic in a lot of different ways, and like that's just not how I watch that movie. So you might say, 
They knew. They did know. I mean, the way that they expressed that, there was like one particular scene where it's like, right, come, they come right out and say it, and the way that they choose to film that scene is really intensely cool. I, I just like, I don't know, I just, I like that movie a lot. Two Popes, all right. Your vote is for Two Popes. Not for Best Adapted Screenplay. Nope. I just in voted. I voted it as a we'll film I like. All right, here we go. Uh, you want to go to, down to editing? Sure. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. I have yeah. not seen Ford vs. Ferrari. I read the book, and then I got my friend to read the book, and I was like, you read this book. I read this book that it's based off of, which is called Go Like Hell, and then we're going to – when this movie comes out, we're going to go see it, and then we just like – Every every possible thing that could get in the way of us seeing this movie, including seeing Parasite instead one day because the time didn't work out, uh, which was not a not a bad thing certainly. But never saw Ford vs Ferrari. Yeah, I haven't so. seen it either. I feel bad about it. Oh, I really sure. really want to see it. And like, it's the perfect movie for film editing. You know, Cars. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's well done. Um, I'm reading a book by this the guy who wrote the source material for Ford vs Ferrari now about uh, the. Uh, transition into uh plane plane construction during world war ii from automobiles to planes in detroit so anyway be, get be back called down car, car versus plane car versus plane versus nazi i don't understand why 1917 isn't included in best film editing because film editing is always like war films yeah 1917 Hexel should be Ridge included first film best editing yeah, no, 1917 should be should be nominated and should win, should have won Best Film Editing. Uh, Joker is Joker was okay. I don't know. I would say Irishman, no. Starve them. Starve them out of their homes. Starve them. Uh, Ford vs. I haven't seen. Of the ones I've seen, just Joker and Parasite. Obviously, Parasite was fantastic. So editing, I'd say Parasite. Yeah, the editing in Parasite, I feel like because it is, it has elements of a, I mean, what would you consider the genre of Parasite a thriller? Yeah, probably psychological thriller. thriller. It starts as like a heist movie and then becomes a thriller. Yeah, it. The editing is, man, I, I'm using this word a lot today, and I just maybe transcendent. It's, uh, it's delicate. It's oh, it's delicate. delicate. It's yeah, it delicate. is, and it's it's like um maybe it's like maybe there's like a little non-western thing there that's uh because it, it just it did seem different. Um, it was like very. It was like erratic and fluid at the same time. I don't know how to describe that. Those are two opposite things that can't both be yeah. true. But like, it made me very like I was like on the edge of my seat, you know. And then also I was just like, but I was fully locked in. Like I was ready for what was going to happen next. But I was like nervous at every around every turn. It was like basically a movie where you're just like peeking around the corner and then moving to the next spot. Yeah, it was. It was well done. I'm going to say Parasite, but here's a question. Do you think that the Oscars are going – do you think Parasite is going to suffer just from not being a Hollywood movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would not be surprised if Parasite won kind of, nothing well, except for Best Foreign Film. That's A lot of the things yeah. I've been reading about it is that it's going to get its Best International Film Award, and because it's going to be given that, it's going to be snubbed from everything else. Yeah. I mean, it is – yeah, it is interesting because we – it's rare that um, it's rare that you know foreign films are are uh, put up for so many things, and so it's like, well, the fact that they 
they don't do it more. Maybe I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but um, it seems like it should either be like these awards should be for Hollywood movies or all movies. But the fact that they only rarely nominate a foreign film makes it seem like they're basically saying, oh, only occasionally is a foreign film good enough to be nominated for Best Picture. But I mean, there's there's I'm sure there's movies in yeah, the course. best international feature film list right now that are a million times better than The Irishman. I would yeah. guess all of them yeah, are better I mean, than The Irishman. The, the Irishman Oscars sucks. are extremely exclusionary, and and um, that was one of the biggest critiques that um, Bong Joon-ho gave. He was like, you know, the Oscars are you know a big deal in the United States, but like I don't really give a shit. Like it's for American movies. Like that's not I've make. He's like I've made American movies, but Parasite's obviously a Korean movie. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, I guess the uh, that movie with uh, Antonio Banderas, he got nominated for uh, for being in a foreign film. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's the bias is so heavily on American films that it's like it, it's almost not a surprise if foreign films get snubbed because we just don't pay attention to them. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, well, I'm gonna say Parasite, but it probably won't win. I would say between Parasite and Ford versus Ferrari, unless it's one of those years where Joker just wins everything, which is stupid. All right. I, I need to see. I need to see them movies. Yeah. Those are the last two. We'll get to that though. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Cinematography: Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, which I watched on Friday night in 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm really happy that yeah. The Lighthouse got nominated for something, and I think cinematography was the correct choice. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but. Whew. We Kinda started like watching two. it. We started watching it without subtitles, and we like uh, there are four of us watching it. And we all turned to each other after ten minutes, and we were like, "You guys have any fucking idea? A single, a single <laughs> word anyone has said since this movie started?" They're speaking just like, in a very. Nope. Are they speaking in a strange? They're two American actors. Are they speaking well, in a weird? I, I don't think Robert Pattinson's uh, American, but he so. Oh, he's British. I think he's British. British. Um, Sounds. A British name. So Arpat is play. He's playing like a Mainer, basically a guy from Maine. Uh, yeah. And Willem Dafoe one. is playing. I think he's. I think he might be English or Irish. But he, they are in New England. It's set in New England. Um, the director okay. of the Lighthouse also did The Witch, and he's like very yeah. interested in New England woods oh, um, during I the off that. season. I saw the witch in yeah that's a that's a that's a very specific uh, off season New I England the, that's his stride. Yeah, I saw the witch in a theater, but it was at a it was at like a a screening at a library theater, and I saw it with a couple friends, and I got out and I was like I didn't understand a word anyone said, and so the, everyone else was like What are you talking about? And I was like Oh, I, you were that, talking. I didn't understand. You've yeah, I didn't understand told, a word anyone in the movie said. And no, but no one else. Everyone else is like, we did, I did, we did. I well, like, I guarantee oh, okay. that any anyone who's cool. seen The Lighthouse in the theaters and didn't have access to subtitles had no fucking idea a single word that Willem Dafoe said. So, And this is why I know, because with subtitles, it makes no sense. You know the words, but they don't <laughs> make sense. Like, they just, yeah. he just talks in old ye English, basically. I think it's... Good to know. It's an amazing film, though, and it just makes me want to go around. Makes me want to go around and yell, "You don't kill a seabird!" to people. <laughs> it's bad luck, right? Bad luck to kill a seabird. Yeah, I know about this. 
Yep. Uh, I yeah, I Roger Deakins, right? Always. Oh my god, Roger Deakins got it. Let's be let's be honest. So I was let's talking to honest. someone the other day when um, in 1917 in the the nighttime when he wakes up because obviously you know he's gonna meet up with a French girl in a, in close quarters. Um, uh, he he wait. Oh no, that wasn't then. But yeah, when he when he starts running through the city with the flares. Mm, and all the mm-hmm. light is going crazy. I was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in a movie. And it also made no sense. <laughs> it's like all around that city, people are just randomly shooting flares in the air. It it was completely illogical. And it was just so incredible to yeah. watch. I think I Roger Deakins is like, hear me out. More sense. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know a lot about World War One, but I do know a lot about movies looking cool. And we're going to do this. Yeah. But they were, were just, it. yeah, it, it didn't make any cotton cotton dang sense but um it was beautiful yeah beautiful. I mean, deacons is just one of those guys like all he does is win like he just chooses the projects that everyone loves like he's done all the coen brothers movies he does sam mendes movies and he does denny villeneuve way movies yep villeneuve yep villeneuve yep. um well, speaking of denny villeneuve, i don't know if i told you but i saw that denny villeneuve is the next <laughs> he's the next director to fail to make a Cleopatra movie. Oh boy. Um, his plan is to do the Cleopatra movie that like 10 people, I mean, it ruined like an entire, it like basically ruined the movie industry in like the forties or something, didn't it? Or the fifties. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, um, the one what's with, her name who married, uh, yep. Liz, um, uh, the, yeah. Liz Taylor. Liz Taylor. Yes. And so, and so he's, he's the one who's supposed to now be doing this. So the person who wrote the source material for Cleopatra is um, is like a Pulitzer Prize winner. And so I got this book. I'm like, okay, if my boy Denny is doing this movie, I've got to read the source material. So I read the book, and it was so terrible because she started the book. The first paragraph is like, so look, we don't know anything about Cleopatra, yeah. but strap, strap in for this ride. And the entire book is like conjecture. And it's but like if you're going to make if you're going to basically say, like, we don't know what happened, you can kind of make up an interesting story. But she didn't do either of those things. You know who did? You know who did, Matt? Assassin's Made Creed Origins. Does, uh, it's does a very Cleopatra feature. Happen? Oh, she's heavily featured. And it's a very compelling story. OK, you well, follow it. Maybe Denny I was like, I was like, tell me Assassin's more about Ptolemy and Cleopatra, their brother and sister. I didn't know that hey, Assassin's Creed Origins hey, taught you. me so much. Yes, you know why you never know if Ptolemy's in the bathroom with you? Why not? Because the P is silent. <laughs> just, just, just made that happen right there. <laughs> you should write it. You should write Cleopatra. Yeah, I should. I should. <laughs> Cleopatra back at you. Uh. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know Denny was doing uh-huh. that, but I'm so happy he is, and I hope it works. Well, it he's almost certainly not because, yeah, like I think many, many people have been a quote unquote attached to that property. Um, but it is I tough also too when like there's Denny a Villeneuve single property, not a quitter, right? No. But he's just yeah, he he does it. He just gets it done. No one, no one thought Dune could be made. Then it was made terribly, and now Denny Villeneuve, I guarantee, is just gonna slay. It's just gonna be. Uh, I'm just I'm putting all my eggs in the Dune basket. Yeah. Um self like I'm, I'm i'm aware self-aware that that's what's happening but it's going to be amazing and you don't make so, movies like uh, that unless the expectations are super high and 
the fact that he does it confidently and he's done it successfully, like with Blade Runner, is like a pretty huge testament. I mean, the original Dune and the original Blade Runner are pretty similar films in that they're terrible, but the story's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, that's a that's a perfect, perfect summary. He's like, I'm on it. And also, like Arrival, like imagine reading that book and being like, oh yeah, that that let's make that into a movie. I mean, it's based on a short story, but like reading that story and being like, yeah, let's that's that's going to be adaptable like the movie that or the book that i had you read um what was it called the the silence? science fiction book no the one i had you oh, read recently that's uh, about time graphic. travel the uh yeah the outer the death the death area outer death <laughs> yeah what, I don't whatever it's what, i read it like last yeah. month i should know yeah same uh, well anyway whatever that was up. called um yeah, so the guy who did, uh, you know, Sector Sector Nine or whatever different. it's called, is working on it now. That's and, so but you're reading that, and you're like, this can't be a movie. It doesn't for a different reason. For a different reason than Cleopatra. But the thing about it, it's called The Gone World by Tom Schwerdlich. But the thing about that book, The Gone World, is that it was written knowing it was going to be made into a movie, which makes it even weirder that it can't be made into that a movie. That it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's they're going to be able to do it, but. Yeah, so basically the that yeah, movie was that written South Africa with a guy did edits with Yeah, it. yes, right. Yeah. So a director who made District 9, that Dutch guy, um South African. South African guy. He had a Dutch actor yeah. in that District 9. But well, uh, I mean South Africa. South Africa is mostly Dutch. So he is a Dutch person from South Africa okay, is my yeah. assumption. Yeah, I need to um, get, get yeah. my story straight. <laughs> He's he's a Boer, yes. That's yeah, how. Yeah, Boer. Yeah, you're that's right. That's colonialism. Yep. Oh, colonialism. Colonialism went. Uh, yep. Anyway, yeah, I think it's that's different though than what Denny does because like that, even though it can't be made into a movie, it was written with the intent. Whereas, well, I don't know. I guess what Denny does, he takes movies that have already been made. Maybe it is similar. I don't know what we're trying to well, say. Not always though. I mean, only two of his movies were were that, but well. One and then one that's coming out. Anyway, uh, let's keep moving. Huh? Yeah, 1917. Oh, wait, I think we, we, both agree. we both agree. We both agree on 1917. But Fantastic. I would highly, highly recommend you watch The Lighthouse. Yeah, I would like to see The Lighthouse. And it's one of those movies that I want to see, but it's tough to be like, all right, sit down and watch The Lighthouse. Oh, you'll have you'll have a good time. Uh, have you one- seen Witches? I haven't, no. The Witch? The Witch. Witch. Oh, yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Like, you can't imagine ever watching that twice. I think I might watch... I would watch Lighthouse again. Oh, really? All right. Okay. Want to watch the Lighthouse? But you're okay, judge. what's next? I feel a little self-conscious. And also, I just want to mention that the <laughs> last the last scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was A-plus cinematography. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh that was so fun. All right. Let's get into the big stuff. Best Director. Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. No. Todd Phillips, Joker. Just yell out, yay or nay. This is the Senate. (laughs) Nay, Uh, nay. Sam Mendes, 1917. Maybe. Maybe. Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nah. Yeah, maybe. Nah. Bong Joon-ho, Parasite. So this is where... Tarantino should get an Oscar for screenwriting based on him screenwriting his kind of style then this is just as as good a version of him directing his kind of style but anyway that's just my yeah i mean i don't think there's any reason for once upon a time in hollywood to win best director i don't 
that just doesn't seem like the right fit for me. I think it for me it's between 1917 and Parasite. Yeah, that I'm I'm definitely in agreement with you there. I did hear an interview with Quentin Tarantino, and he was he was like, when they went to the um, the ranch in the movie Span Ranch or Spawn Ranch, whatever it was, I decided I was just going to make sure there was a dog in every single <laughs> in, in every single frame of the movie. So if you watch it again, there's a dog in like every shot of the entire, and it's like a it's like a nine minute sequence maybe more where when they're at the ranch and he's like, yeah, I just wanted there to be a dog in every single, I don't know if it was seen or every single frame, but he's like, yeah, there's just a dog in every that's single just, frame. And he explained so awesome. why and I can't remember what it was, but he's like, I figured once I introduce a dog into the frame, there should just be a dog everywhere. So people know that this is just a place with dogs everywhere. Yeah, And, and like, there are places with dogs yeah. everywhere. It's such a good call. That's brilliant. Yep. yep. Um, in Mexico city, we went to the pyramids and you could never not see a stray dog. There's always going to be a dog. Yep. We were there for like eight hours and we could never not see a stray dog. And there's always like, so, there's like yeah, a yeah. little bit, it gives you like a sense of chaotic energy. Cause like, yeah, dogs. when you have like a lot of dogs around, you know that like somebody's not in, nobody's really in control. Yeah. Never know what those dogs are going to do. Yeah. Just letting the dogs. dogs. That's good. Uh, I think for me, Parasite is probably the best. My, would, my, my vote would go to Parasite just because, like, man, I never really seen a movie that was directed that way. Yeah, the nineteen seventeen. Like, what's a movie that's similar to Parasite? Uh, to Parasite? Yeah. Um, oh man, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like not a even home like invasion mixed with political, like social comment. Like, I just. Like, who thinks to be like, I'm going to mix home invasion with political commentary or social commentary? Yeah, it's like um, it's got it's got like a Dr. Strangelove vibe, but obviously mm. completely different. Yeah, it um, does. You know, it does have sort of like a Kubrick just, type just, thing. Yeah, just with like the it's like sort of a comedy. So there's like it's like a mix. So it's a mix between like Clockwork Orange and Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> yeah. It's like so totally absurd, dark, but also like satirical and like cleverly funny. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and totally absurd. Yeah. Yep. Like the scene where everything's it. flooding. Like I was like, oh my yeah, god, that's, that's just happening now. I get it. It's a sewer. I get it. Um. Yeah. So I would say, uh, yeah, obviously it's between 1917 and Parasite. Um. So metaphorical. Uh, Is that uh, what they kept saying? So metaphorical. So metaphorical. The, oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like Joker could possibly win because the Oscars is like sick of people calling them snowflakes. So they'll be they could just be like, yeah, we want to make sure Todd Phillips gets an award for complaining about how hard it is to be a white man. Yeah, um, and that I, would be I don't. Unfortunate, but possible. I don't mean to it's, trash the Todd Phillips. It's not bad. Yeah, I don't mean to trash Todd Phillips. Like Todd Phillips is in, like we still quote Road Trip pretty much every time we talk to each other. Todd Phillips did Road Trip? He wrote and directed it. Seriously? He did, he did Old no School. Uh, obviously, he did um, uh, the movies we've talked about, like Hangover, Wedding Crashers. But yeah, he yeah. directed and wrote Road Trip, which like, oh, you know, man. fucking A. It's, a, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go spending all your money on needles and guns. <laughs> <laughs> did you make a copy? Because if you made a copy, we we'll could watch the, watch the copy. We'll watch the copy. Yeah, Joker was Joker was well directed. The Irishman sucked. 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was classic Tarantino, but not his best. And yeah, 1970. So here's the thing. It's 1917 or Parasite. 1917 was was definitely like the most ambitious for something so simple with like not a lot of dialogue. It was just so ambitious. Like if Sam Mendes was if if Sam Mendes had done like the stunt like the stunt orchestration and the cinematography, mm. then he, then he would have deserved the like I don't know who did all the logistics for that. Whoever did the logistics, it's like it's like how that it's that Vegas. German movie. Well, but but I I never no one no one ever knows what a cinematographer sure. does. Right. Yeah. So that's the problem. Um, so like if Sam Mendes had like. If, if we knew how much of that Sam Mendes had done, that would help me decide whether well, he's our best director. Did you see Because if video, he did all of that, yeah, I've watched, I've watched the, uh, the, the video like, of making him on up. the truck of that one long tracking shot where right at the end. Yeah, yeah, yep. He was on that truck, but so was Roger Deakins. Well, I could have been on that truck too. It doesn't mean <laughs> I should get a best director. Now. Just put me on the truck, bro. Tap, tag me in. Whoever's on that on truck. truck. Well, let's just say if he wasn't yeah, on the truck, he'd be immediately excluded. Being on that truck. <laughs> well, but should he have been? I mean, once you're on, but what if you say like, this is where the truck should go, and this is what should happen behind the truck, and this is where the camera should be pointing? Then who cares if he's on the truck or not? Yeah, you're See? right. You just trounced your trounced your whole theory there. Yeah, it's my being truck. on the truck. <laughs> the truck equal theory Oscar. just crumbled. Yeah, it, that, <laughs> that truck theory like, just went to forward, a, drove into that, a ditch. The term, the term for like having a strong hand in your in your own uh, art, artistic craft should be being on the truck. Like Quentin Tarantino was fully on the truck for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The you know truck is made out of if, him. Well, here's an interesting thing. Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino is his own cinematographer, right? Always, isn't he? Uh, oh no, no. It's Robert, Richardson. Robert Richardson. Robert Richardson. So Robert Richardson heard... looks like Roger Deakins, just with longer, whiter <laughs> hair. Oh, maybe it's a little conspiracy. Maybe it is Roger Deakins, but he wanted to potentially be nominated twice. Um, so Quentin Tarantino, I've heard, does not allow his cinematographer to do stuff. So he's totally I've heard control. that he does yeah. it himself. Yeah. And so, like, that's a thing. So so I just – I don't know what Sam Mendes did. I don't know how much of 1917 was Sam Mendes. Um, but it ha- but it had like some similar, like and some similar feel to some of the other movies. So I'm I'm assuming that. I don't and when know, you basically a- only have one character, I mean there are two, but you it's basically just one character. Is that yeah, harder? No spoilers, but- is that harder than directing? So like Bong Joon Ho had to very carefully direct like ten people, right? And only ten. I- and Sam Mendes basically yeah. had to direct one person plus a thousand extras. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> Benedict he did, Cumberbatch. He did a good job. I really like that the movie was bookended by um, uh, what's his name? Love Actually. Uh, Colin Firth and Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. And then the entire middle of the movie, there was like the hot priest one was to in there. Two, one to two unknown actors and a hot priest from uh, Fleabag. Oh. Oh, from season two of Fleabag, he was yeah. uh, he what? He was who was he in the beginning? Right before the guys went over uh the abandoned um oh, no man's land. He, he oh, was like, okay. Shoot a flare if you live, but you're not gonna live. Okay. Yeah, 
but try to throw the flare gun back if you can't, if you're <laughs> yeah, about to die. About to die. Was, was he in, was he also more, is he Moriarty in, um, yes. the BBC? I yeah. Okay. So, that guy's, yeah. that guy's fun. The hot priest. He's the hot priest. Um, the hot priest. So, okay. 1917 or Parasite. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go to Parasite, but I think. Yeah. I don't know who I, th- I don't actually know who will win. I'm pretty sure Bong Joon Ho is going to win though. Yeah. If Sam Mendes can prove that, if Sam Mendes can prove that he did most of the, <laughs> like need... more than, more than I assume directors generally do, then I would say 1917. It's certainly like, like it's, so Bong Joon Ho, yeah, gosh, I don't know. Bong Joon Ho, it would be Jun Ho. It would be, be cool to just have a, did you, he had, he like, he basically baited them by saying that like, uh, the Oscars ignore foreign films and that, um, He's he made, he had some good quote that was like Sometimes. the the bar- barrier to yeah the barrier to enjoying like uh, a thousand more movies every year that are really incredible is like a two inch the barrier is two inches yeah it's the subtitles so he basically like baited them into being like give me awards or you basically are just admitting that um you yeah you don't care yeah I like so, it all right. a, he put his balls on the table and was like your your turn. Yeah, I don't. I I haven't liked his previous movies though. Oh, I thought Snowpiercer um, was garbage. Yeah, I, I did not like Snowpiercer, but I love Parasite. Oh, anyway, my God, all right, Parasite. And, and did you know? Bong. Were you were you aware though, Matt, that when movies get nominated for Academy Awards, they can be like with the nomination, someone I don't know who's responsible for this can put in like a reason why the person voting should vote for the movie. It's like a testament to why the oh. movie should win. It's like an argument. Like, wow, I think the one for, plate. yeah, I think the one for Joker was like super annoying. I think they like quoted huh. Gandhi as to why the oh, Joker God. should win. I don't know. I don't know the details, but like, look it up. Uh, Google it. So who, who writes it? Cause don't lots of people, don't lots of people nominate and then they total the nominations and then how does it work? Is it well, a committee? I don't, I don't know, know exactly. how that works. I don't know exactly, but I just show. I do know that accompanying the nomination is an argument for why that movie should win. I don't know if it's optional. Huh. I don't know if it comes with everything, but I know it's a thing. Okay. Huh. Okay. Well, all right. Cool. How about anyway. best picture? Huh? Yeah, we got ten. Right. One, two, three, four, nine, five, eight. six, seven, eight, nine. Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Marriage Story, Little Women, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, The Irishman, Ford vs. Ferrari. We've pretty much talked about all of these. Yeah. How many have you seen? I have seen one, two, three, four of the nine. Oh, man. I've got you dead to rights here. I've seen all but two. Mm. Um, I'm going to try, I really want to see, I really want to see Ford vs. Ferrari and Jojo Rabbit. I would say those are like, those are like two of the, the, the two that I want to see the most, but just have not been able to. Um, and my assumption is that Jojo Rabbit has kind of like a, um, the same feel in terms of its placement with all these other movies as Black Klansman did last year. Oh, okay. Like just sort of like, not. Like an ambitious movie, but yeah, tragic comedy. Yeah, exactly. Like, it it's almost surprising that it would be included, but it is very high quality. That's my expectation. Yeah, I'd uh, yeah, I want to see that Taika Waititi. He's he's doing fun, yeah, fun he's things. Pretty awesome. Really fun things. Creative. I don't know. I think um, I don't know what 
I I think the reason that Bong Joon-ho will win Best Director is because I don't think that the Academy will consider Parasite for Best Picture. Because it's yeah, going to win uh, Best Foreign Crouching Film. Didn't Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon win? Yeah, but it didn't Wait, no. win... Did it win Best Picture? It should have. I feel like it did. Let me see. Maybe... So... No, well, because Crouching isn't that... Tiger... Isn't it... Um, it's Ang Lee. He won Best Director, but yeah. he didn't win Best Picture. Oh, okay. Was Memoirs of a Did you watch Geisha? Did you watch uh, uh, The Jeopardy Champions? Uh, one or two of them, but so not the final one day. of the one of the final Jeopardies that I got that none of them got, which made me feel like I was the greatest living person, was what were who were the two foreign or non-American born directors who've won Best Director twice but have never won Best Picture, and I just so that would be uh, one of them. Yeah. Um and so Ang Lee is one of them. Uh, Ang Lee and uh oh, is it? Uh, I think you know it. Uh, who's who's the guy who uh, had had uh, inappropriate relations with a young girl in a hot tub? Oh no, it's not is Roman it, Polanski. Oh, uh, like was it a spaghetti western director? No, no, it's more recent, much more recent, very contemporary director. Oh. Huh. So the second person is Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, okay. Oh, because he won Best Director for both Gravity and for um, Roma. Yeah. But they didn't mm. win Best Picture. Cool. I want to watch Roma again now that I've been to Mexico City recently. Yeah, I think I would like to see Roma as well. I started it, but I didn't finish it. It's a little misleading because no one gets diarrhea, but uh, <laughs> otherwise I found it pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Actually, I don't think he Angley did not win for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. The, the Hulk should have won oh. for the <laughs> the the middle the middle iteration of the Hulk. Crouching Tiger, Hidden uh, Dragon is the greatest movie. That's long. I, I'm not a big Ang Lee fan. I don't really like any of his movies. I was talking to someone about uh, Brokeback Mountain the other day. A uh, coworker who really likes Brokeback Mountain. And I was like, yeah, it's good, but Ang Lee, his movies are just so boring. It's like some cold mountain stuff. Cool, um, that's we're, not we're, fair. We're way off. We're way off track. Okay, here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that uh, Little Women will definitely not win. They could go woke on it though. Go woke. It would be. It would be like the the. It would be like one of the. Was it the best like, picture you saw this year? No, no, but I, I mean, there's, there's considerations beyond what I think was the, the best picture in terms of what I think will win. I mean, the best picture, I, I would say, so here's, here's how I've been describing it to people. 1917 is the best film that I saw this year, and Parasite is the best movie that I saw this year. Mm, interesting. I think, yeah, I think I could agree with that. Uh... I probably enjoyed watching those two movies the most, too, which is impressive, because... Yeah. It's rare that like the movie you enjoy the most is what you would consider to be the best like, cinematic achievement. Um, but I enjoyed both of those even more than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was probably you would say more like quote unquote fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the, I think 1917 and Parasite are both totally unique in in that Parasite is like a genre fuck, 
1917 is a completely unique perspective on an exist a very very ex- much existing drama uh, genre. Yeah, just but an incredibly simple. It's oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's like it's never been done before as a film. I mean, there there's movies that are like that in certain ways, but there's no it's just like here's a here's a here's a thing, go do it. And then like 2 hours later not really anything happened. But you were just like, oh, my gosh, on the edge of your seat the entire time. And then you're and you're also like, that is all of like you just he just encapsulated all of war. Yeah. By telling one Uh, small story, very small story is all of war. Have you ever seen um, the only other story that or war film that this 1917 at least kind of reminded me of was Gallipoli? Have you seen that with Mel Gibson? I I, you know, I've seen that because we watched Watched that in high school English class. Yeah. Yeah. That movie slaps for one, and it has a similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's a different movie. It's really like it. It's more wide in its scope because it starts in Australia and ends in Turkey, I think. Um, so like a lot of the movies about the journey, but I feel like, and it is obviously it's World War One, but like, I feel like the the feeling at the end of 1917, just like a small desperate story that is much more has like a broader impact on you emotionally. That is a similar feeling, which I guess yeah. is like what world war one was like. And I guess there's just like, not so there's so many more movies about like powerful movies about Vietnam and world war two than world war one also. Yeah. I'm always in support of canceling Mel Gibson, but I did, uh, I did, I do remember Gallipoli being pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, his acting in it was really good. And he was, like, a teenager, so maybe he wasn't, like, fostering his abusive views then. Off the rails, yeah. He probably was. I think his dad is a uh, psychopath. Yeah. Um, But it's all good. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't... (laughs) I I don't know. uh, So Little Women was really, really good. I mean, it's not generally my my thing. It's, like, the, the period piece. It's, like... It's like Brit- a British adjacent period piece kind of situation. Well, it's American, um, right? I know, but it, it it's like a it it reads like a British period piece, like the like the coming of age story. Um, it's just it was like a like a British period piece, the kind that doesn't get made in America. Sure. Okay. So, like the fact that it didn't have. Um, Kira Knightley was astounding. That's it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like weird that it wasn't based on Jane Austen's source material. Yes. Exactly. It was just like very British. Um and uh so it was really good. It was like a it was like a small prestige period piece with good actors, good um like, you know, good directing. There it wasn't it wasn't anything. It wasn't like ultra ambitious in any way the way that um, it was more like a marriage story period piece. It's just kind of like small, and they're married, right? Aren't they? It's a retelling. Aren't uh? Noah Baumbach uh, and Greta Gerwig are married. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool! It'd be so cool if they're both nominated for best director. If that would they're be not, fun. if they're not married, they're together. But I'm pretty sure they're married. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're married. Um, yeah, I mean, Little Women is great. Joker was stupid. It was like well directed, I guess, but uh, just completely pointless. Um. I don't know. I don't know why I'm still talking. It's 1917 and Parasite. They're the they're the two best movies, and they, the, but they're so different. So I don't know. I think more this and is more. This the whole problem. 
Yeah, more and more, 1917 is, I'm pretty confident, is going to win. Just because, like, yeah. the the worst review that I've read of it was that it was made to win Best Picture. And so, like, yeah. <laughs> worst case scenario, that's what it does, right? I, yeah, I that's any, any war movie, I guess. Like, Saving Private Ryan was obviously just made to win Best Picture, except that Vin Diesel and was then, in it. And also, it didn't win Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, other yeah, which is ridiculous because the worst movie of the year won. That's not true. Uh, Shakespeare Love is from good fucking shit, and I will fight anyone who does not agree. It's fine. Well, you'll have to fight me then. Um, it's not bad, but it's not good, and it's not the best picture. It's not top five best movies of that year, but that's okay. Great that upset. Great goop, upset. Goop Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> goop Squad. Yeah, everybody loves a good upset, you know? Uh, not me, not in this case. Yeah. Um, but I agree yeah, that it was so, wrong. I don't know. 1917 and Parasite is like it's like saying like, what's your favorite food? What which kind of food is better, uh, birthday cake, ice cream, or sushi? Sushi. Well, to other people that would have been a harder decision. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I see like, what you're saying. They're, they're yeah, I know. Completely different. They're like the best versions of themselves. It's like the best dessert versus selves. the best dessert versus the best breakfast. Like it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And different. Yeah, yeah I would have to say then the best breakfast. But so yeah, this so, is yeah, difficult all, analogy. To make, yes. But um, everybody's yeah, on one side great, of the so. fence. Yeah. So you waited all this time to find our to hear a best picture nomination pick, and uh, and we both agree that it's two two different things. Well, it's also interesting that our last podcast, we went through all the, our favorite movies of 2019, and I had not seen my two favorite movies of 2019 at that point. And I didn't know that, obviously, but I hadn't seen 1917, those? and I hadn't seen Parasite, uh, and those are the two right. best movies I've seen. Yeah. Yep. I've watched them both in 2020, but they're 2019 movies. Yeah. yeah. It's also cool because this is like, it's weird to say, but I know I'm still going to try to see Ford vs. Ferrari and Jojo Rabbit, possibly not before the Oscars. I don't know that I'll be able to. But there's no way that I will change my mind about 1917 and Parasite being the my two favorites. Oh yeah, totally agree. And I'm expecting to absolutely love Ford versus Ferrari. I'm I'm expecting to absolutely love both of them. Yep. Uh, yep. That's a good call. Just, there's no way. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because Ford, the best Ford versus the best version of Ford versus Ferrari can't be better than the best version of 1917. Right. Just from like, like there's, the pure there's creative no movie yeah. that's better than the best racing movie is not as good as the top five war movies. Yeah. Yeah. The best that Ford versus Ferrari can do for me is be better than Days of Thunder. And that's a high bar. Yeah. yeah Tom Cruise, baby. And Ooh. it's also interesting that Parasite is uh, is is like strong. We're strongly considering it against 1917 because to say like the best version of like a dark comedy about class difference is like seriously nipping at the heels of uh of a like epic war movie is like whoa good for you bong jun ho yeah i mean and you're right it's a it is a totally different feeling like the way that i felt in parasite was like surprised for feelings and thoughts that i he like brought out of me that i'd never felt before which is like that is that's some good art that's what art that's the art working it's the art it's Maybe working feels yeah the Good art stuff. is working the best the part of working. parasite was when it. the lady showed up at the um front door camera that was my favorite part oh yeah she was so dirty and wet 
I just thought uh-huh. it was like so funny and twisted. Like he was like, "This is a sad, desperate situation, and I'm gonna make you laugh at it." Yeah. He was like, I like when they were all with you. Able. Oh There's yeah. so much, so much happening in that like oh, linear, so like good. the 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 angles of perspective of everybody was that was so funny, and they were yep. You're banging and people, yeah, we'll give anything away, but great stuff. <laughs> there great were people hiding under a table and finger banging. That's all the advertisement you should need. Camping in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> camping in the rain. Should have been what called was, camping in the rain. What was the meal that uh, they called on their way home that they wanted her to make? Oh, yeah, it was like beefy noodles. I, yeah, I can't remember like, what it was called. Like, but have you fucking ever heard of this? <laughs> yeah. Well, make me some beefy noodles. Yep. You want one of those beefy noodles real bad. Everyone wants one. Of those some. Beefy... Yeah. yeah. Real. Oh, man. All right. All right cool. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's watch these Academy Awards. And uh, yeah, we'll do a little, uh, maybe we'll do a little recap. I, will watch. I haven't watched the Academy Awards in so long. Oh, I don't watch them. No, no, no. Okay. God, gotcha. Gotcha. I just read about okay. them. Cool. All, All right, right, Matt. It's a pleasure doing oh. business with you. Hey, enjoy the Super Bowl today. Yeah, I guess you most too. people will be hearing this after the Super Bowl, but um, if you're hearing this after the Super Bowl, hey, congratulations to beep that I wanted to win. <laughs> they did a fantastic beep. I knew that uh, Jennifer Lopez was going to beep, and she did. I was dead right. Shakira also beep. Shakira beeped as well. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Oh, that's so good. All right. Talk to you later, Maddie. All right. Bye.